0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Villato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum. And Chris... I was not around last, what was it, Thursday or Friday, and you ended up recording a podcast with a familiar face, familiar voice, Mr. Joe DeLeon. Did you have fun with that, Chris?
2: Yeah, I did. I'd kind of forgotten how much I just love talking college football with Joe, how great he is to talk ball with. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun talking ball with Joe, and hopefully he'll come on during the draft time and we can have a lot of great conversations about some of the draft prospects that we will be going over pretty extensively when that time comes around. But as of right now, we are coming off of a Giants bye week where the New York Giants unfortunately suffered an L. They didn't play, but they suffered an L because they lost They. Arguably, one of the most important players on their defense safety, Xavier McKinney, to an ATV accident where McKinney broke his hand. It's disappointing, as head coach Brian Dable put it. It's upsetting. I feel bad for Xavier McKinney. I'm also a little upset at the fact that he ended up getting injured, obviously. But what do you take away from this, man? Because this is going to have a trickle-down effect where the New York Giants defense is probably going to suffer on a multitude of different
2: fronts. Yeah, it, it is frustrating to have a bye week and you expect your team to come out of it refreshed uh rested up hopefully healthier and you lose one of your most important players to a really just almost silly accident you know you I don't blame any of the guys for wanting to get away. I I don't blame McKinney for wanting to, you know, take a little vacation, go sightseeing. Yeah, you know, going out on an ATV is obviously a risky decision, but you you still don't go out and expect to have one of your starters or really any of your players get hurt in an accident like that. So it, it's very frustrating, and will definitely, I think, have a uh, a butterfly effect on the rest of the Giants defense.
1: An unfortunate butterfly effect. And I'm not one to ever hold anything against players. It's their bye week. They can go out and do whatever they want to do. And on other shows, I've mentioned how I wasn't really upset with the player per se. And I'm not upset with Xavier McKinney, but it seems like there's evidence coming out that it wasn't just like a freak Accident, Like they, they were doing some tricks and things like that. And if that was the case, it's like you just got to be smarter than that. And I believe it's built into his contract to not do that. I think that's something else I, I saw. So unfortunate is probably the best word to describe this. And you would just hope that players wouldn't really put themselves into positions to get injured if they're actually doing tricks on ATVs. And that's not confirmed or anything like that. But it's just one of those things that is frustrating to say the least.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, football, I, I think, is risky enough. You don't need to go introducing any extra risk into your life, especially if you are getting paid to play football,
1: getting paid to play football, which is, uh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people rely on Xavier McKinney. And I do really do feel bad for Xavier McKinney as well. But look at this now. It's not that we feel like Julian love can't step into Xavier McKinney's role and succeed. I think Julian love is, is a very fantastic football player. I'm not worried about that, but, I liken this situation similar to what happened with Daniel Bellinger. Daniel Bellinger left. Yes, Chris Myrick is a solid blocker, but when you are in 12 personnel, the downgrade from Chris Myrick to Tanner Hudson is substantial. And I feel like now you're looking at Jason Pinnock, you're looking at Dane Belton, you're looking at Landon Collins, and those players are now going to have to step into the Julian Love role. Not too worried about Julian Love stepping into the Xavier McKinney role, but I am a little concerned about maybe Dane Belton stepping into Julian Love's role, which could be premature. I have a lot of faith in Dane Belton, but obviously, without Xavier McKinney, the quarterback of your defense, the green dot wearer, somebody who eventually, or I should say, kind of made Blake Martinez expendable because Wink Martindale loves to roll multiple defensive back personnel packages out there. That means... You're not going to give the linebacker the green dot. You're going to give it to your safety who's out there every single snap, which Xavier McKinney has been out there every single damn snap, Chris, and now he is not going to be out there, and that's going to affect the New York Giants, I think, in a, in a lot of ways, not even just from how good of a football player Xavier McKinney is, but also he's the one talking to Wink Martindale. He's the one receiving the call. There could also be issues with that whole process of getting the defense set up, which was something that McKinney was really damn good at.
2: Yeah, the- this injury, the situation has implications for the Giants, both in an X's and O's, or from an X's and O's perspective, like you say, talking uh, talking to Wink Martindale, getting the play call, relaying the play call to the rest of the defense, the role that McKinney plays as the Giants really number one starting safety, uh, playing the deep middle, deep half, rotating down as as a box defender on occasion and really playing all over the back seven of the Giants defense, you're you are losing that versatile skill set, you're losing that leadership, the experience they're communicating with the rest of the defense. And like you said, I, I am not worried about Julian Love taking over that role because he is a captain as well. Yeah, he's defense and special teams captain. He is incredibly versatile. He can play all of the roles that Xavier McKinney played. The Giants often had them playing a lot of the same roles and just kind of flipped off who was in which position to kind of keep offenses guessing. And I'm really not concerned about Julian Love talking to Wink Martindale or communicating, but he just doesn't have the experience in it that McKinney has had already this season you know it's just different voices yeah maybe different styles of communicating but then like you said it's who steps into the julian love role is it going to be dame belton will it will be landon collins will we see more of a more of a platoon of same? Safeties out there with different guys rotating on and off the field, depending on the situation. Would that open the Giants defense up to basically getting stuck in an unfavorable personnel matchup by a team that goes no huddle where maybe they want coverage players on the field and the opposing offense goes no, no huddle and sticks the Giants with Landon Collins out there who he has been a great safety in the NFL but he is really much more of a downhill box player than you know a guy you want rotating into the deep middle in a cover 1. You know, so there is that. And then again with the the Jimmies and Joes, Xavier McKinney is a great safety. He's great for the NFL. He's great for the Giants. He's just a great overall safety league-wide just compared to other safeties in the league. So you're losing that talent from the defense and yeah, that there's going to have to. They are going to have to do a lot to compensate for his loss.
1: Exactly, and it's going to be. It could lead to some explosive plays for the offense, which is unfortunate. I feel like Xavier McKinney's impact hasn't just been in coverage; it's also been as a blitzer, knocking balls down the line of scrimmage. He's really fantastic in run support, like we said earlier. Julian Love, we're not worried about that, but somebody else is going to have to step up. Other safeties are going to have to step up. I w- I'm wondering if Xavier McKinney never got hurt. Was Landon Collins' role going to grow now that he has two games under his belt in a bye week? Now his role might even expand more, and we'll see what that entails. But either way, we know this defense loves to run quarter personnel packages, and now you just lost your most valuable asset in those personnel packages, which is Xavier McKinney. So all in all, it's a, it's a big L the Giants suffered on the bye week with this injury.
2: Yeah, and this really isn't the only one they've suffered. Now, the Giants had another injury, not over the bye week, just before the bye week out in Seattle, that I think is flying under the radar just a little bit, and that's the loss of defensive tackle Nick Williams.
1: Exactly. And Nick Williams, people are like, ah, it's a rotational defensive lineman, whatever. But this guy has played 227 snaps. And some of them, he had to play 30 plus snaps in games because Leonard Williams was injured. But even with Leonard Williams returning, he was still playing over 30 snaps in some of these games. And he has some big stops. If you go through the film, you see Nick Williams really being the one player who shed his block to the play side and ended up altering the running back's path. Now, he's obviously behind Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence in the pecking order, but I still think Nick Williams, as a free agent, veteran, 32-year-old defensive lineman signed off the street, he's had a really, I would say, good impact for the New York Giants in the rotational role, and I think this is going to really force another young player or possibly someone the Giants just signed, an Aaron Crawford, up from the practice squad who are going to have to fill Nick Williams' shoes.
2: Yeah, let's, uh, we should be clear. Nick Williams is not a game changer. He is not a guy who's going to go out and take over the game from a defensive tackle position. Yeah, He isn't the same caliber of player as Dexter Lawrence or Leonard Williams, but he is a good player. He is the type of guy you can depend on to give one of your starters a breather. You don't really see a decline in the Giants' overall level of play when he's out there on the field and one of the other guys isn't. And that is a very valuable player to have because the big guys need rest. You, You can't really expect Dexter Lawrence to be out there for 70 plays in a game he he's gonna get gassed uh really the same with leonard williams although his endurance is a bit better because well, he's a bit smaller you know having nick williams out there he's a guy you can trust to play multiple positions who you can trust to come off the bench in a short down and distance situation and be an asset on the field to affect the game at least in some way and not having that you know that that really does It impacts the Giants up front by putting more strain on the starters, and it also impacts their depth. Right now, they only have three down defensive linemen on their active roster. Now, Jihad Ward can absolutely put his hand in the dirt. He's like 290 pounds. He's a defensive lineman, even if they say he's a linebacker. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, he can put his hand in their dirt as well, but neither one of them are guys you really want to be a – 30 snap a game defensive tackle.
1: No, and I think you're going to see practice squad guys like possibly Crawford, who we brought up. The Giants just signed him. And by the way, the injury to Nick Williams was a torn biceps out out for the season. And then I also think Ryder Anderson is somebody who could step up the UDFA, who has played in two games, has 11 snaps under his belt, does have a pressure, and everything that we've seen from him through training camp and the hype that he's received, it has been positive. So this loss of Nick Williams could open up an opportunity for Ryder Anderson to possibly earn some snaps on this defensive line, which could be exciting. I mean, he's he's looked good in, in this small amount of snaps that he's received.
2: Yes, yeah, so it is an opportunity, and hopefully it will reveal depth that maybe we didn't know that the Giants had. But right now it is also just, it's something to be aware of as the Giants get ready for the second half of their season and really get into divisional play.
1: Which is common. It's right around the corner.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: What do we expect coming out of the bye week? Look, the Giants have two home games against two opponents that aren't all that great. Now, I don't think the Giants should go into these games cocky or anything like that, but they host the Houston Texans and then they host the Detroit Lions. And if there's one thing that the Seattle Seahawks loss taught the New York Giants, it's you might need to develop some sort of a more traditional passing attack because Seattle shut down the run. They shut down the play action bootleg. And then the only way the Giants were really able to move the football was on these like deep curl routes against cover two defenses where Darius Slayton just kind of sat in front of the deep half safety and just inside of the middle hook defender. Those were like the only like plays where the Giants were moving the football where Daniel Jones was throwing it. And there were plays to be had that Daniel Jones didn't execute on as we went over. But we need to see more Wandell Robinson. We need to see more, I would say, of a traditional passing attack. I think that's one of the things I really want to witness against Houston, which I think the Giants are going to probably just run the football down Houston's throat. They're dead last in the league in terms of yards allowed. But I still hope to see more Wandell Robinson and, and more of a traditional passing attack. What about you, Chris? Uh,
2: yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you know, I, I think from a... Yeah, you know, just down the road future perspective. It, it it really is crunch time for Daniel Jones to prove that he is an answer for the Giants going forward, and I I think this is kind of the perfect opportunity to get started with that. But I do also agree with you for what I expect against the te- the Houston Texans. The the Giants are going to run the ball really until they can't, and. We can, we'll can. we get into this into our game preview, but th- this is a team that wants to run the football. They've got Saquon Barkley. He's playing like the Saquon Barkley of old, and they're going to ride that. And they really have had a lot of success with Saquon Barkley carrying the ball and then having Daniel Jones pick up yards with his legs in design quarterback runs on read option plays and then just having the green light to scramble we've seen that be very effective particularly when opposing defenses haven't been particularly disciplined and i I, i'm not sure i expect the texans to or the lions for that matter to have the same kind of discipline that we saw from the seattle seahawks
1: Now, the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, a lot of credit deserves to go to P. Carroll and that defense. They were the most disciplined defense by far that I've seen play against the New York Giants this season. So I don't think Houston will be like that. I think you're going to see some more jumbo, big type of personnel with Nick Gates, like we saw before the bye week against Seattle, out there throwing some blocks to to really just own the line of scrimmage against the Houston Texans, who are going to try to do the same exact thing. They're just going to try to run the football with Damian Pierce. And we've seen the Giants have had some real issues against the run specifically against Jacksonville it was a little bit better or i would say it's a lot better against Seattle in this past game so that's going to be an interesting thing to to kind of witness In week 10 and then after the Texans you have the Lions and then you have the Thanksgiving game in week 12 that's at the Dallas Cowboys before hosting the Washington Commanders in week 13 and the Philadelphia Eagles in week 14 and then the Giants go on the road against Washington in week 15 and then they have to go on the road on Christmas Eve in week 16 against the Vikings before Going up against the Jeff Saturday-led Indianapolis Colts in week 17. And then week 18, the Giants conclude the season in Philadelphia. Look, this is a big stretch right here. The Giants are six and two, and there are some winnable games on this schedule, but still they cannot take any of these opponents lightly. And I just hope that we keep seeing Mike Kafka and Brian Dables' offense evolve. And hopefully we can the Giants can get Xavier McKinney back for that what, Philadelphia game, I would say, in week 14. I'm not really 100% certain. He's on the, what, the NFI list as of right now. But hopefully that hand can be healed before December
2: 11th. Yeah, I think that might be the the game to target because I, I don't know what the, how significant the break was, whether it was just a fracture or, you know, if it was something maybe worse. I don't know whether or not he'd be able to play f- with a club on like we remember Jason PR Paul doing, or even going back to see clay Matthews playing with a club. He is a DB. So you probably you wouldn't be having interceptions maybe with the club, but if he could be out there and at least play, that would be very, very good for the giants defense. This is really a big stretch for the giants coming up. Like you said, and, looking forward i I really would like to see the the offense evolve like you said and i think that's kind of the perfect term for it because i think the giants have been they have shown their tendencies in the in the first half of the season they have shown the nfl how they want to win games on offense and we know brian dayball mike kafka they are excellent at exploiting opponents tendencies but we also really have seen kind of the ways in which the giants want to play in certain situations and i would like to see them build off of that you talked about developing and showing a more well-rounded Passing attack, maybe a little bit more of a willingness to throw the ball in more situations would be nice to see. Yeah, the Giants showed confidence in their wide receiving group when they didn't trade for anybody at the trade deadline. They didn't do anything to add to this group. So let's give the young guys a chance. Yeah, you know, give these guys a chance downfield, give them a chance in maybe some more high leverage situations. To, down the stretch in games.
1: And now you have Wando Robinson with the bye week under his belt. Because remember, he missed the first half of the season, essentially. He's only been back for the last couple of games. I think his role will definitely expand. I think the passing attack should run through him and Saquon Barkley whenever the Giants can get a mismatch with Saquon Barkley in space. And these are the little things I'm looking forward to. And Daniel Jones also, man, he's played well through this first half of the season. But I would... Imagine you would agree in against Seattle, Chris, he missed a lot of opportunities and and those little mistakes. I expect him to go and rectify because, you know, Daniel Jones is not somebody who is going to uh, not work. He's a he's very, very industrious individual. And I'm sure throughout the bye week he enjoyed himself. But I'm sure he also was grinding and working and looking at the mistakes that he did make against Seattle.
2: Yeah, I I. I really do expect the Giants to have gone back into the lab, the coaches in particular, to go back to the tape, identify what hasn't worked or what has limited this offense, because, yes, the Giants have won, and they've done enough to win, but that's kind of what they have done is enough. And I don't know if this team can get to where they want to be, can – really reach the ceiling that I think this coaching staff has if they're just doing enough. Yeah, I I wrote about this. It was incredibly frustrating to see in the first half of the season Daniel Jones looking off of big plays for short gains. And that was a theme kind of throughout the season, and we saw that quite a bit in that Seattle game. And I really hope that that kind of highlights maybe the need to be more aggressive with the football.
1: Absolutely. Chris, do you have anything else, my friend?
2: No, you know, I'm really looking forward to digging into the tape on the Texans because I've always liked Lovey Smith as a coach. I think he's a, I think he's a good coach and I think he's the kind of coach that players want to play for. And I'll be interested to see if the Texans are what their record says they are, or if they're a team that has come up just shy and really are better than they, better than their record says they are. If they're if they're more Jacksonville Jaguars than say Indianapolis Colts.
1: And we will see and we'll discuss that at the end of the week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to BigBlueView.com for all of our written content and also like, subscribe, leave a comment to this podcast. That would be lovely. Thank you, everyone. Take care of each other and have a lovely day. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do.